divine provision. Philippians 4.19 And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Paul in chapter 4 is talking to his partners. He's talking to the people that are helping him, enabling him, supporting him financially, supporting him materially, so that he can carry out the spiritual calling and the spiritual work that God has called him to do. Because of their faithfulness and because of their consistency and their sensitivity to the Spirit of God and their partnership with Paul, Paul feels the faith in his heart that these people, these brethren, indeed God will supply all their needs also. Why? Because they are helping to supply my needs. They're helping to supply the things that I need to carry out the work of the Lord. We read that at times Paul, he had to work. He had to work and with his hands to support himself especially when he started up new churches and there was no support. But then after the church was established and he started another church and then he could receive support from the first church that he had started. And that's what we see here. There was an earlier church, the church of Philippi, that was supporting Paul in the work that he continued to do for the Lord so that he did not have to work with his hands but he could rather focus on the work of the Lord, the work that God, the spiritual work that God wanted him to do. Of course, all work is a blessing. All work that we do for the Lord, working with your hands, is good for a person to do. However, if there is a lot of spiritual work to do, a lot of ministry work to do, a lot of teaching of the Word, preaching of the Word, a lot of healing of the sick, a lot of casting out the devils, a lot of prayer and fasting, then at times it can be hard to do both. But the enablers were the Philippians. They enabled Paul. They helped to enable him to do the work that God wanted him to do at this time. Without their support, he would have been unable to do so. Sometimes Paul says, I suffer need. Sometimes I suffer lack. Sometimes I abound. Everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But he says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So the Lord gave him the strength and the support came from these people. And these people that supported him had a promise that God gave through Paul, I will supply your needs too. Why? Because you supply the needs for my servant. Even so today, the work of the Lord suffers because, unfortunately, most Christians, they focus all their support on the local church. But there is a five-fold ministry. There is apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And all five need to be supported. But it is out of proportion when the pastor receives the bulk of the support. Of course, the local church should be supported and the bible says bring all the tithes to the storehouse now the storehouse the bible doesn't say specifically that it's a local church it says it's god's storehouse the storehouse for the kingdom in the earth where the financial support 
for the work of the ministry, for the work of the kingdom of God should come from. And it's not only local church, in my opinion, although the local church is the central thing in the New Testament, the local congregation, and from the local congregation comes forth all these other ministries. Now, the apostolic ministry is the foundational ministry. That's the ministry that Paul was operating in. Possumenia sent forth one. Paul was sent forth by God. He started up churches. He came into places where they had, ne they had never heard about the gospel of the kingdom. They never heard that Jesus had come and died for their sins. But there Paul, he first went to the synagogues. And if the synagogue rejected the message, maybe a few of the Jews were converted and accepted Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, Yeshua, Jesus as the anointed one. And that could be the basis for a new church. In many cases, it was that way. Sometimes there was no converts whatsoever. For instance, in Acts 16, how that Paul was thrown in jail. He was praising God in the jail and how the Lord delivered him out of the jail because he had faith. He believed that God had placed him at the right place at the right time and he was doing the work of the Lord. And the reason that threw him in jail was because of the casting out of the evil spirit. Chapter 16, Acts, verse 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with the spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. This damsel, rather, followed Paul and Silas and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. Now, every spirit that draws attention to men, it doesn't draw attention to Jesus, is bringing praise to men, not praise to God, is a spirit of divination. It's a spirit of witchcraft. It's a spirit of idolatry. It gives attention to man when it should give attention and praise to God, not praise to man. And what she was doing, she was praising these. In some circles, some ministers might think that this was a wonderful revelation that God had given to this woman, and they should make her a charter member in the church. But indeed, that's not the case. She was full of evil spirits. She was full of the spirit of divination. And she was trying to, to stop the work of God, not promote the work of the Lord. Verse 18, and this did she many days. Paul didn't immediately react and do something about it, although he could feel that this was wrong. So many days he kept on doing the same thing. The devil kept on speaking through her, promoting Paul and Silas in the wrong way, bringing attention to them rather than to their message. We have to remember as ministers, we are but servants, messengers, we are not to be the object of praise and promotion. God promotes us as He pleases, but men are supposed to give glory to God, give glory to Jesus. To Him be all the glory and all the honor forever and ever. Amen. And after many days, Paul's being grieved. How was he grieved? He felt in his heart by the Holy Spirit. He was grieved in his spirit. And he turned around and he spoke, not to the lady, because he was in the spirit, not to the damsel, but he spoke to that spirit that he had discerned. 
And he said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. See, the casting out devils, which is the first sign of the believer, is not something we do as we will, but rather as he wills, as the Spirit leads, because he's the one who casts out the spirits. And it says, the Spirit came out the same hour. It was a miracle. We cannot cast out devils in our own might. We cannot even discern evil spirits in our own might. But God gives us discerning of spirits, and God gives us the gift of faith and the gift of miracles to cast out devils. Verse 19, And when the master saw that the hope of their gain was gone, they caught Paul and Silas, and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers, and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men being Jews, See, they recognized them as Jews. Now, all of the people of the early church, now Paul and Silas, they had that background, of course. They didn't recognize them as believers in Yeshua, but rather as Jews. And they said, they do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. Paul and Silas was now in trouble for doing the will of God. Not trouble with God, but in trouble with man. And as long as you are okay with God, it doesn't matter really if you're in trouble with man. Because, as we shall see, this turned out to be a wonderful breakthrough in that city. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safe, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. You would think that having experienced this kind of treatment, that they would be complaining, murmuring, crying, asking God, Why? But why, God? Why did this happen to us? We're serving you so faithfully. No. What did Paul and Silas do? They knew better. It says in verse 25, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. They kept on praising God. Although they got tortured, beaten, thrown into jail, for sure. This was not a modern day jail with air condition. This was most likely a place more like a dungeon with all kinds of critters and rats and snakes and everything else. And they were bleeding from the beating, and they, they responded by praising God. When the devil comes against us, when the devil comes against the servants of God, when the devil comes against the believer, how should we react? We should praise the Lord, pray and sing praises to God. Now the other prisoners in the jail, they heard them. And they wonder what kind of crazy guys are these? Now, when they praise the Lord, what happened? Well, the Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. He inhabits the praises of Israel. And when they were praising, the presence of God came, and there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and every band, everyone's bands were loosed. All the chains were loosed. Because the presence of God came. That's what happened when the anointing comes. Isaiah 10, 27, the yoke shall be destroyed. Because of the anointing, 
The chains shall be loosed because of the anointing. The sick shall be healed because of the anointing. The evil spirits shall come out because of the anointing. The evil spirits are defeated through the blood of Jesus. They are cast out by the finger of God, which is the anointing of God, the Spirit of the living God. Verse 27, And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and seeing that the prison doors open, he drew out his sword, and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. How can Paul knew that? How could he knew that from the dungeon, the innermost prison, the inner prison, the worst part, the darkest part? How can he see? How can he know what was going on with the jailer? Discerning of spirit, with coupled with the word of knowledge, in this case, was the word of knowledge. He knew supernaturally that the jailer was about to kill himself, thinking that all the prisoners have fled. And if the Romans found out that all the prisoners have fled, they would not believe any story from the jailer, but they would rather kill him. So rather than be killed by the Romans, he thought, I'd rather kill myself. But God wanted him to be saved. And then the jailer called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. They spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, the jailer did, and was baptized. He and all his house, they were all baptized. And this became the beginning of the church of Philippi. The church that was supporting Paul faithfully. No doubt the jailer became the first pastor. They received this promise from God because of their faithfulness, because of their commitment to the work of the Lord. That God himself said, I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory. Why? Because you have supported my needs. So if we want to live in supernatural, divine prosperity and blessing and have our needs supplied by God who has promised to do so, we must support not only the local church, but rather the fivefold ministry that God has raised up and that God needs in order for His work to be executed and His plan to be fulfilled and His church to be built, this will come to pass as we hear His voice and obey His voice and partner faithfully with those that the Lord calls us to partner with. And not only will we support the work of the Lord and cause the work of the Lord to be fulfilled and completed, but we will also receive our needs met and we will also receive part of that anointing, that blessing, that power over the enemy that the servants of God are having in, operate, in operation in their ministries. And that anointing will come upon our lives and we will be partakers of their anointing just like the church of Philippi was part of Paul's anointing and the blessing that was upon Paul also came upon them because of their faithfulness in partnership with God. 
May the Lord help us to find those ministries that the Lord has called us to support and to faithfully support the work of the Lord so that the kingdom can be built. We can have all our needs met so that the name of Jesus can be glorified before his soon return. In Jesus' name, amen.